giver of life. We worship you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for the privilege of having to gather together in your presence. Thank you for what you have determined to do in this three-day conference. Lord, we are here with our open heart. We ask that you will teach us your word. You open our eyes of understanding. You will take us from this point even to where you have ordained for us. And our life will never remain the same. Dear Lord, cause our heart to be receptive to your word. Let your word bring liberation. Let your word bring healing. Let your word bring deliverance. Now at the end of this conference, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ alone will be glorified. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be the name of God. Prayed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. I'm glad to be here this evening. And I bless the Lord for uh, what the Lord has been doing and is still doing in your midst. I want to appreciate the leadership of this church. And I salute you, sir. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate the privilege. And I believe that as we have gathered together, we will not be turned away empty-handed. The Lord will reach out to touch our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, this evening, I want to start by saying that the topic we are considering for this conference is a very broad one, very extensive, inexhaustible. The scope is wide. But nevertheless, we are trusting the Holy Spirit to help us and take us far in coming up with a good understanding of what God has already prepared for us. And I know that He will take us there. It is very obvious that we have the word of man, which is considered weak in nature, very unreliable, and sometimes lack in integrity unless it is backed up by a force. It is subject to irregular changes, the word of man. I want to share with you the story of one of our brothers in the faith. Many years ago, he wanted to be the governor of a state uh, in this part of Nigeria. It was already agreed in a meeting. They have agreed, they've given him the award that you are going to be the governor. They ended the meeting, he went back home. And overnight, another meeting took place. And when he came in the morning, they said, bro, you are no longer going to be the governor. And he said, why? And they told him, another meeting came up when you are not here during the night. And that is man for you. Very unreliable. Uh, lack in integrity. 
the world is different in nature. The word of God, different from the word of man. Very different. You realize when Elijah stood in the palace of air and he declared a famine in 1 Kings chapter 17, he said, as long as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word, except I give another word. And you know what happened? Everyone backed him up. He declared a word and everyone backed him up. And the one came to pass. For over three years, there was no rain, no dew. There was no rain. In John chapter 1, from verse 1, which I want us to see together, John chapter 1, from verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You can't separate God from his word. Neither you separate his word from him. The word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. Now, let's go to verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him. The Bible referred to the word as him, a person. And you all know that the word is Christ personified. I mean, Jesus is the word personified is the word. The Bible says, all things were made by him and without him was not anything that was made. Anything made that was made. All things were made by him. He is called the word. In Revelations chapter 19, verse 13, the Bible says, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. Hallelujah. That is Jesus. His name is called the word of God. I'm trying to lay a foundation which we will soon begin to build on. Like I said the other time, you cannot separate God from his word. It's not possible. His word is as old as he is. His word is as old as he is. And he said, Jesus said, I am in the Father. And the Father is where? Is in me. So we are together. He is called the Word. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that the Word is alive. The Word is a living organism. It's not a dead Word. The Word is an ever constant, ever consistent. The Word of God. Very powerful. Very powerful ever constant, ever consistent in nature and in operations, it remains the same forever. Nothing can change it. Nothing can contest against it because he is ever consistent and ever constant. Nothing can change it. 
No season or time can change the world. The word of God remains the same. Have you ever come across it in the Bible where when God is about to release his word and you will read, thus says the Lord. You will never read, you will never see, thus said the Lord. Because the word is alive. The word is ever constant. The word is ever consistent. You will never see, thus said, but thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God is a living organism. Ever consistent, ever constant, ever consistent, ever constant. The word of man may fail. The word of man may fail because of human nature. The word of man may fail, but the word of God stands sure forever. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John chapter 6 from verse 63, he said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. The word has the spirit. It's not just an empty word. It's a living word. The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. Life-giving word. So every word of God is a life-giving word. It's not just an empty word. Time and season cannot erase it. Time and season cannot change it. The word stands forever. Hallelujah. It is not just logos, but rema. The written and the spoken word. We are looking at the nature of God's word here. His word is faultless. Nothing can contest against it, against it. In Proverbs chapter 30, from verse 5 to 6, I want us to read together Proverbs chapter 30, from 5 to 6. The Bible says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Every word of God is pure. There is no iniquity in it. Every word of God is pure, is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Verse 6, do not add to his word, lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. You can't add to it. You can't take out of it. That word remains the same. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not just a word, not a jot. Of his word we go unfulfilled. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth will pass away. The word of man will pass away. But his word remains ever faithful, ever sure. Ever faithful, ever sure. I remember what happened many years ago. That was 1998. I had already retired into full-time ministry. And the situation was not palatable then. I remember that in the evening, my wife was taking the remnant of the food we ate the previous night. And she was pregnant. I went straight into the, into the kitchen I was, and I was weeping, crying unto God. God, why? You know, I've never been a, a lazy man. 
had a job doing before you said that she will retire and continue in ministerial work. While I was crying, the Holy Spirit came into the room. I felt his presence. I could hear him clearly. And God gave me a word. And that word God is keeping up to today, 20, how many years ago now? 25 years ago. He's still keeping to that word up to tomorrow. You can't fault his word. His word remains the same. I pray that tonight you will find a word from God. God will release a word into your life. Uh, a man of God said, they that walk, walk by common sense. They that walk, that is tomorrow. They that walk, they walk by common sense. They that run, run by principles. But they that fly, fly by instructions. And God's word is made up of 75% of instructions and 25% of principles. 75% of instructions and 25% of principles. But men hate instructions. They don't want to be stressed. Men hate instructions. His commandments are not grievous, are not too burdensome. They are not burdensome. In Psalm 32 verse 8, the Bible says, I will instruct and teach you the way you should go. That is God in his word. I will instruct and teach you the way you should go. And I will guide you with my eyes. To instruct is quite different from to teach. To teach is to inform, am I right? But to instruct is to equip. To instruct is to fortify. He said, I will give you the information of how to walk the path of life. And I will instruct you. Not only that, I will guide you with my eyes. So that you will not miss the road. I will instruct and I will guide. The word of God instructs. The word of God teaches and the word of God guides. So every believer must know this truth. That there is nothing you can do outside the word of God. Life will be meaningless outside the word of God. I remember some years ago I was having a discussion with somebody. And he said to me, let us put Bible aside. I said, if I should put Bible aside, I don't have anything to say again. I am nothing without his word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. In Psalm 119 verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, so that I will not miss the road. The word of God must serve as a lamp to your feet. You don't take any action. You don't take any step without recurring, without referring to the word of God. He will teach you. He will instruct you. He will guide you the way you should go. It's a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. And First Timothy, sorry, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 
The Bible says that all scriptures, I want you to listen carefully, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Everybody say profitable. Profitable for doctrine. The word of God is given for doctrine to guide you how to live a successful Christian life. Then for reproof, another function is for rebuke, to correct you, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished may be thoroughly furnished unto a good works. Our scripture, nothing outside the scripture, our scripture is given by God's inspiration and is profitable. For anyone who will consult it, it is profitable. For anyone who refer, who will refer to it, it is profitable. It is a compass for us on our journey to eternity. We can consult it. We can refer every matter to it. The word of God helps in help us to navigate the paths of life. It helps to navigate the paths of life. You may not know the road. The Bible says there are ways that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is what? The end thereof is a way of destruction. But the word of God will guide your feet. The word of God will guide you into all truth. The word of God will tell you how to go about the paths, I mean, the, 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 the issues of life. That's the word of God. The word of God, like I said, is ever faithful. And ever sure, nothing can be established in the kingdom without his word. Nothing. God will never do anything outside his word. Nothing can be established in his kingdom without his word. It's a method of doing things. It's a method of getting things done. In Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, the Bible says, As rain cometh down, from heaven and snow from heaven and return not the same way but water they have and makes it to bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So are my words that has gone forth out of my, out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It will not come back empty. My word must accomplish the purpose for which it is being sent. That's the word of God. The word of God will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jot of his word will go unfulfilled. Hallelujah. The word of God will never fail. It will never fail. In Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says, He sent his word for a purpose. He sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. Like I said the other time, God will never do anything outside his word. 
At creation, he released his word. But backed and conveyed by the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit of God. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. That's the word of God. He sent his word. For every situation, the word of God must come first. Whatever you are going through, seek the word of God. Lay hold on his word. A woman came for counseling some years ago. Uh, 2022, I mean 2002. Yeah. 2002, he came to the office. He was married and she had been waiting. And she came for counseling. She came into the office and I asked her, what's the problem? She said, I've been married for years and I've been waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb. And I said, what effort have you made? She said, I've gone to visit physicians and this is what they said. They said, maybe. They said, 50-50. And I took her through the scriptures. And I've never seen any woman who was barren except Micah. Who mocked David. You remember? Every woman that waited on the Lord had their fruit, and had their womb blessed. They brought forth. I took her through the scriptures, and glory be to God, God answered her prayers. Our firstborn is in the university now. That is what the word of God can do. Without the word of God, if you are praying, you are just shouting. The word will guide your heart and your lips. The word will give you revelations of what to pray about. The Bible says we do not know what to pray and, and how we ought to. Hallelujah. I pray the Lord will grant unto us good understanding. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we are the word of the king is. There is what? Power. That makes a difference between you and the unbelievers. You are carrying the word of God on inside of you. You are not just an ordinary person. You are a power carrier because there is power of God in you. The moment you have the word of God in you, you have the power in you. Where the word of God is, where the word of the king is, there is power. And we will query him. What are you doing there? Hallelujah. He sent his word. Now listen to me. The word has the ability to move from one point to another. The word of God has the ability to move from one location to another. I will show you here. Has the ability. Now, 1 Kings chapter seven, uh, 17. 1 Kings 17. Verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitant of Gilead, said unto him, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. He stood to close the heavens. He shut the heavens over the land. So as long as the Lord liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except I release another word. You don't know the, the degree 
of what you carry on inside of you, brothers and sisters. And that is why we live carelessly. He said, unless I release another world. No wonder when God wanted to bring down rain, he had to consult him. In 1 Kings chapter 18, he went, he met Elijah and said, go and show yourself to him. I want to bring down rain. Hallelujah. Like I said the other time, nothing can be done without the word of God. He shut the heavens. And in verse 2, the Bible says, in verse 2 of 1 Kings chapter 17, and the word of the Lord did what? Came unto him. Remember I told you the word has the ability to move from one location to another. The word came unto him. I pray tonight, the word of God will come unto you. You will be in possession of the word of God. The word of God came unto him saying, he was given an instruction. Go to Brucherith, which flows to Jordan. I have prepared ravens to feed you there. And in verse 8, let's move to verse 8. And the word of God came unto him again. Why? Because the brook dried up. And he had no more water to drink. And God made an alternative arrangement. He said, go to Sarephath, which is by Sidon. I have prepared a widow woman to sustain you there. There's something I want to show you. When God told Elijah to go to Brucherith, he said, I've prepared ravens to feed you there. Brothers and sisters, there is a there for everyone. A place of destiny fulfillment. And it is only the word of God that can take you there. I pray tonight God will take you there. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And when the brook dried up, because of the intensity of the famine, there was no rain. And God told him, now go to Sarephath, which is by Sidon. I have prepared a widow woman to sustain you there. I pray once again, God will take you there. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he will take you there. The word came unto Elijah. The word came unto him again when he was supposed to go to Sarephath. In Luke chapter 3, where I want us to take a case study. Luke chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, let me look at, let, let's first and foremost look at Luke chapter 1, verse 80. The Bible talked about John the Baptist. So the child grew and was strong in spirit and was in the desert. He was in the wilderness till the day of his manifestation unto Israel. He was in the desert. He was in the wilderness. But when the time came in Luke chapter 3 from verse 1, I want us to read together. Let's read together. The Bible says, in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, who was the emperor at that time, Pontus Pilate, the governor, and Herod being Tetrarch. When you see the word Tetrarch, the Bible is talking about district officers, district head, local government chairman, and Herod being Tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, 
tetrarch of uh, Eturia and of the region of Traconitis, and Lysana, the tetrarch of Abilene. The Bible says in the Nevers, Amos, sorry, Annas and Cephas, they were the priests in the temple, being the high priest. The Bible says the word of God came unto John. John what? Let's chorus it together. The son of Zacharias. The word bypassed Tiberius Caesar, who was the emperor. The word of God didn't go to Pontius Pilate, who was the governor. The word of God did not go to any of these local government chairmen. Even Annas and Cephas that were high priests in the temple, the word of God did not go to them. And the word was looking for a man that has a heart for God. A man that has a destiny to fulfill. A man that his heart is prepared for God. The Bible says, and the, man, I mean, and the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias. That is to tell you that before he became John the Baptist, he was the son of, he was the son of Zachariah. He was not an angel. He was given birth to by a person. He didn't fall down from heaven. But what makes the difference is the word of God that they found. The Bible says, and the word of God came unto John, the son of Zechariah in the wilderness. And if you look at the content of his message, nothing so spectacular. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight the path of his path. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways and the rough ways shall be made smooth. The next verse. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Nothing, nothing so spectacular. And people came from the cities and they sat on the grass to listen to him. They sat on the grass to listen to the man who was in possession of the word of God. They came all the way from the city. They left the comfort of the city and they sat on the grass. And when they heard the word, they were caught deep in their heart and they asked him, what shall we do? Statement of conviction. What shall we do? The publicans, the accountant of those days, the tax collectors, they came to him. They said, Master, what shall we do? Now look at the picture of a man they call Master. His best dress was not Gucci, but his dress was made of camel skin and leather gadu. Yet they call him Master. The best delicacy was locust bean and honey. Yet they call him Master. The soldiers came, the generals, they sat on the grass, they listened to him, they said, Master, what shall we do? What made this difference? The word of God. The moment you find the word of God, you become a different man. The word of God will bring sudden transformation to the life of a man. And that is why you must seek for the word. Jeremiah said, I found your word and I hate them. And they were joy and rejoicing unto my soul. You must seek for the word. 
They said, Master, what shall we do? And he began to cancel them. He began to tell them what to do. Brothers and sisters, your location is not a barrier to the word of God. Your status is not a hindrance. It doesn't matter whether you come from a primitive locality. The moment you are in possession of the word of God, you become another man. You become a changed person. I pray tonight you will find the word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, Master, what shall we do? And he began to tell them what to do. Do this. Do this. This is what you need to do. Don't exhort people. Don't oppress them. Be content with your wages. They call him master. A man that was clothed with camel skin and leather guard around his waist. And his best delicacy was locust bean and honey. Is that a normal man's food? But the word of God gave him another title. John the Baptist. The word of God will transform your life and will give you a new title. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The word must find you. It doesn't matter where you are. John was in the wilderness. Far from the city. Yet the word of God found him there. Until the word of God find you, you may be ineffective. Your word may become ineffective, irrelevant and irresponsible. The word of God. Until the word of God find you, your word will lack the required power. When you talk, people will tell you to go and sit down. You must treasure the word of God. You must cry for it. The day the Lord gave me a particular word in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, my ministry changed. Luke 10, 19, the Bible says, Behold, I give you authority. Another verse says, Behold, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemies and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. That day, my orientation changed, my ministry changed. Find the word. Find a word. Your location is not a problem, like I said. Your status is not a barrier. It doesn't matter whether you are learned or uneduc I mean, uneducated. Find a word. In Psalm 105, from verse 16. Psalm 105, from verse 16. 105, from verse 16. Talks about Joseph, you know, Joseph was sold into slavery in Egypt. He was sold by his brothers. He was taken into prison from the house of Potiphar. The Bible says he was found in iron. His head was laid in iron. The Bible says he sent a man before them, even Joseph, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Can go forward. Until what? Until the time that what? His word came. Your situation may remain the same until your word comes. 
Your situation may not change until your word comes. Until the time that his word came, the word of God tried him and found him. The king sent and loosed him. Even the ruler of the people let him go free. He made him the lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach the senators wisdom. The first thing that came was the word of God. The Bible says he was in prison. He was chained. His head was laid in iron. Until the time his word came. I pray tonight your word will come. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Until the time his word came. And the moment his word came, what happened? The king sent for him. And lose him. Even the ruler of the people. They made him to become the head of all his substance. He became a counselor. He became a lecturer. The Bible says he, to teach the senators wisdom. The slave of few hours ago. A slave of few hours ago. His life was transformed by the reason of the word that came unto him. I pray tonight once again the word of the Lord will come unto you. Find the word. Ask the Lord, Lord, send your word to me. You need the word. You need the word. You need the word until the time his word came. You can't manifest until your word comes. You can't. You can't become anything tangible in life until your word comes. But I pray tonight your word will come. I say your word will come in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say my word will come in the name of Jesus. The word found John. I told you your location is not a problem. The word found John. Your status is not a problem. It's not a hindrance. It doesn't matter what you are wearing. The word will distinguish you from the rest. When a man is in possession of the word of God, people will respect him. They will bow before him. Why? Because he's in possession of the word of God. When a man is in possession of the word of God, he's an excellent man. A man who is successful. It doesn't matter the level of his wealth. Maybe he has nothing. But the moment he is in possession of the word of God, he is another man. He has become another person. The world transforms. The world changes lives. The world can repair the broken lives. The word of God has power. The word of God has power. It's not an impotent word. It's a word that is full of power. Tonight we are going to pray. You will cry unto the Lord. Lord, release a word concerning my life. Let me find your word. The moment your, the word of God comes, your life will have a meaning. Your life will have what? We have a meaning. The moment you receive the word of God, shall we rise to pray? Lift your hands and bless God. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him for we know that He has opened our eyes to see why 
we need to treasure the word of God why the word of God must attend to us why we must seek for the word bless him for his word that he has sent to us tonight bless his holy name bless him bless him give him praise give him glory give him honor give him all adorations Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Le mazota lianga boskelia. Mazozoto. Linga zotalia mamoskelia. Thank you for your word, which you have sent to us. Know your desire is to transform our situation by the reason of your word. You sent your word to change our circumstances. The Bible says you sent your word and you healed them. And you delivered them from their destructions. We thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we prayed. You are going to pray this prayer. Lord, let your word find me. Let your word locate me in my situation. You've heard what I said the other time. Your status, your location is not a hindrance. The work can travel from one point to another. He has the ability to move from one location to another. Let your word find me. Which means God send the word. Let my word come. Let my word come. To travel the roads of life successfully, you need the word of God as your compass. Nothing can be done outside his word. Nothing can be established out, outside his word. Lord, send your word unto me. Let your word find me in my situation. And by the reason of your word, you will transform my life. By the reason of your word, you will transform my life. I'm expecting a sudden transformation. Sudden transformation. If you are tired of staying on the same spot, Lord, send your word to take me from here to where you have proposed for me. Send your word, Father. Let your word find me. Remove every hindrance. Every hindrance.
whatever we stand as a blockage to your word, please remove and let your word come unto me unhindered. Send your word, Father. The Bible says, Unto the time is what came. <laughs> Unto the time that is what came. He was in the same situation. We are not told that many years, but we are told that he spent 13 years moving from slavery, Potiphar's house, to prison. He was sold into slavery at the age of 17. And he ascended the throne at the age of 30. 13 years. Let your word find me, Father. Let your word find me. Let your word find me. Cause me to be a recipient of your word. A recipient of your word. Jesus name we have prayed please lift up your right hand father I declare tonight your word unto your people I request dear Lord that you send your word unto your people tonight let their word locate them father word that can transform life Word that can bring a sudden change. Lord, let their word locate them. Let nothing hinder them from receiving their word. Lord, your word that will cause them even to move from where they have been tied down and be elevated to where you have ordained for them. Lord, send your word. Let your word locate them. Let nothing stand on the way of your word. And by the reason of your word, you will bring a transformation. You will change their titles. In the name of Jesus, I declare tonight, Father, open the heavens and release a word. Lord, in 1998, you gave a word unto me. Thereafter, you gave several words and you are still keeping to them. Up to today, Lord, release their word. Let them find the word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be the name of God. Lord, by the reason of the power in your word, wherever I seek in this place, I declare healing unto you. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. I command every form of infirmity to depart. Every seed of infirmity to dry off. I decree unto you good and sound health. 
Thank you, our Father. Blessed be the name of God. Pray in Jesus' name.